right, guys, here we go. Nord East Podcast. We got a on fire episode for the hottest week of the year. We are going to be doing Do You Do We Care? We are going to be uh, doing our Marvel rewatch. We're getting to the very end of that. And we are going to be uh, talking a little bit about dark before Nordeast rates. Here we go. Nordeast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How you guys doing? Hot man. Oh my Sweaty. god. Today so was brutal. Really, really hot. Glistening. Out. Yeah. Real- I love. I love that we can complain about the heat and, and the cold. The cold yeah. in the state. Yeah. I love it. So uh, yeah, super hot out. Um, so we're trying to give you uh, our hot takes because it's already so damn hot. And last week I said cool, and everyone seemed to think you that said that cold takes. All yeah, cold takes. I bet people would like some cold takes on a day like today. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're, we, we got plenty of those. We got, we got them all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to dive right into that. But before we do, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app or Spotify and get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. And I feel like lately we've uh, been getting lots of downloads. So I feel like you guys are taking our advice on this. And that's awesome. So thank you guys for supporting your favorite podcast, Nord East Podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Appreciate also, it. Also, give us more five-star reviews. Also, who gives four-star reviews? Like, come on. Just give us the five-star review. That's not very decisive. Like, no. either you hate something or you like it. Uh, I feel uh, like a four is like, meh. Yeah. Like, in podcast world, there should just be thumbs... It should be Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. Yeah. Fresh around. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down, why do you even rate it? Thumbs up, five stars. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. We are drinking uh, beer here. Um, what are we drinking? Black Sack, baby. No. No, Barrel Theory. Barrel Theory. Barrel theory. Mm. Shredder McGavin. It's a Since great we're name. in the heart of golf season, God, they have everyone loves golf season. Uh, no, it's just a nice little double IPA from Barrel Theory. We love their beer. So Killing tasty. it. So we're going to be drinking that while we pod. Go check it out. Barrel Theory has a really cool little drive-up service, so do that. All right, guys. So we're going to dive into Do We Care, but before we get there, we're going to give you a little update on the Northeast Challenge. The Challenge. Challenge 2020. So uh, we've come up with exactly what we're doing. If you followed the Instagram story, uh, Jim has decided what? Well, I... Okay. I'm going to attempt 10 Doritos Locos Tacos, Mm -hmm. which I think I can do. I think I can do it. It's going to not be comfortable. But I did weigh... I thought for sure the soft taco is like the cheapest one, right? Dude, that thing is 90 grams and the Doritos Locos is only 74. So, of course, I'm not going to do 13... 90 grammars it's basically like eliminating a taco oh it's unbelievable with two less already to begin with. exactly so dude i'm set to go i know i'll have to battle the spice they're very heavily seasoned i think that could be an issue and they're very sharp i just had the one and i was concerned (laughs) but the corners of my mouth will survive and they'll heal and uh, i'm ready to go so i have my challenge set up i think i have a 75 percent chance of success i think of all of the challenges you have the best chance of success you have some wings to eat barter yeah, but they're really. It's going to be uncomfortable, hot. but you can. Yours complete is the just challenge. going to be how fast can you go? That's true. It's just can, how fast can you eat the well, wings? Well, let's do your challenge. What what is it? What's it going to be? I'm doing the six blazing wing challenge. The six blazing wing challenge from Buffalo Wild. I have not even tried a single blazing wing, so I've heard they're really uncomfortable. I've had one. I'm not a huge like. I like I like spicy food. Like a Minnesotan like spicy food. Like it's a little got a little kick, a little pepper to it. So but, when you go to a mm-hmm. Thai restaurant and they say like, what level, you go two like, or three? Uh, probably a two. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, maybe a three. If you go three or four peps, it's almost inedible. It's like just not fun. No, so. three's perfect. Three's good. Three, yeah, I probably do three too. But either either way, but I like think the most interesting challenge is the out of the box idea yeah, that yeah. Eric has. Yes, I'm going a lot of confidence, and it actually one. kind of spawned the whole thing. Yeah, it really it, this he, started. He was like, it. I'm going to do this, and then it just sort of like ballooned into well, he just said, James I could, and Ryan. I could do it, and then we're like, well, now you have to prove it. So yeah, yeah. so I'm going to tread water. In a seven-foot pool, I'm about six foot one, so I have 11 inches of clearance. Should be fine. I'm going to drink three Coors Lights while I tread water. Yes. Now, the only thing is, is I can hardly open cans with dry hands on dry land. Yes, we cannot so have someone, valuable time fumbling around. Yeah, so someone's going to have to hand down. me the open can each time so not that I can with not miss a beat and just keep on going. Um, these guys think I stand no chance. Um, oh, I think you have a six percent chance. I, I mean, think that no when chance. we're when we're thirty seconds in, I'm gonna have a really good idea if it's possible or not. Like if I'm not struggling to tread water, I'm gonna be like this breeze. If mm-hmm. I get in and like I'm like oh I used to float and now I am kind of sinking. But now yeah, I just sink. I think we only float more than we used to. I think I, you'll be I used to think that and then I try to back float and my like legs sink now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got the old man not, legs. That's not good. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm let's excited. Just, so I think we say... can line this up for next weekend. I think we can make this these challenges happen. We will get. Well, they'll be documented. Yeah. Um. We will share the results. Maybe live. Maybe edited. I don't know. But you know, this is the real deal. We're going for it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's uh, that's the plan. We'll the at least get, we'll at least get some live reactions. Upon completion yeah. or incompletion from the contestants. Yeah. Yes. Also, that's, we, that's right. We so we'll have that for you guys next weekend, and then also we have a special guest. Can we say that yet? Yeah. Oh, Adam, the creator. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's you know he's all over the place. He hasn't confirmed the time of day, but I think we're good to go. Yeah. Adam, the creator, huge meme god. I mean, one of like you know you ever wonder where do memes come from? They seem to appear. No, there are people that that specifically create them. He only posts original memes, and then they go nuts all over the internet it's it would be a huge get um i think it's confirmed so we'll probably have him on the pod calling in on sunday and we'll ask him how the internet works yeah can't wait maybe he can create us our own meme that'd be great it'd be easy like like just take one photo from like when we first started to like a current photo and like make something funny i really okay this is what like okay uh I, I try not to get too political, but I really want this meme. I've just been wanting it forever. So okay. any of you uh, aspiring memers out there, I want you to make a meme of the Avengers assembled with all of the not racist, good people of the world um, who are not afraid to say Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. who are, you know, forward thinking and loving and, you know, like that whole crew. And, you know, it has celebrities, it has groups of people, it has witches, it has Amish people, it has, you know, you know, all the people who are on the good side. And then I want on the bottom half of the meme for it to be Thanos and his crew. And it just has like KKK members, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, (laughs) the president, you know, Susan Collins, Kid Rock, you know, like just assholes on that one. The Nuge. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want someone to make that meme. It wouldn't be hard, and you could be really funny about it. You could look up all the people. Like I said, witches, the Amish, all kinds of people. 
that's who's on our team? Yeah. Okay, okay. Witches literally joined the cause. Well, so that's matter. The, the Church of Satan did, too. Church of Satan. Put Satan on the good side, you know? Oh, see, in this Put case, Satan on the good side. So at that's least what I'm the, saying. At least the Satan worshippers on the good side. No, what, True. Let's have Satan, though, in that picture. He's, like, on, you know... Loki, no, Loki's dead. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyway, anyway. body. So there you go. Someone make us that meme. Corvus Glaive. No, dude, he's on the good side. Satan's on the good side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Grateful Dead. Friend of the devil is a friend of mine. But actually, Loki would be kind of perfect because he's sort of... He really treads that line. Yeah. 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 Hey, so, so whoever is an aspiring memist out there, give us that. That's what the one I've been wanting is to see. Is that a new profession now? Memist. Did you just coin it? A memist? Yeah, memist, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think they prefer meme professional, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, do we care? We're going to start with, we're going to be all over the place with this one. So we're just going to get going. Um, Comedy Central orders two new seasons of Beavis and Butthead. I mean, it wasn't. What's so his it's name? on Comedy Mike, Central. Mike, Mike Judge. Judge. Yeah. So Mike Judge is doing it. Okay. Well, that used to be on good. MTV. Did you guys ever like this show? Only because I was really, like, I was, you know, nine. Because it was edgy. Ten. And I wasn't allowed to watch it. Right. And it was what everyone talked about on the bus. Okay. Did you watch the new Beavis and Butthead? And I always pretended like I did. And then I would kind of catch up, you know, uh, you know, later in the week and stuff like that. Just because I don't know. So you'd just be repeating stuff like, yeah, that part was so crazy. Or like I'd hear one line and then repeat that over and over. Like I watched the entire episode. Yeah. Uh, but I did think it was funny. I think it's, it was funnier as I got older um, and you understood a little bit more of the humor. I honestly don't care because I don't think we need this. Yeah, I don't care. I want Mike Judge to make another live action movie. I don't care at all. There's nothing that can make me watch this. Sorry. So I'm sorry if you can bring it up, guys. All right. Next up, Fallout oh, is having a TV series. It's coming to Amazon. It's going to be done by the creator of Westworld, Jonathan Nolan. Yep. Um, and Lisa Joy. Yeah. The creators. Yeah. The creators, um, uh, this is Christopher Nolan's brother, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, does this move the needle for you guys? Fallout, it's like a, what, like a post-apocalyptic dystopian. It's a video game, right? Yeah, video game series. World. There's yeah. been Multiple. four of yeah. them or something? Something like that. Um, is this the one where they go into the vaults? Vault tech? Yep. All that stuff. It's, it's really a- kind of quirky and kind of funny, but dark, very dark. And you have the suit, and it's got the little guy on there. Power suit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never got into the games and I think that I would have been really excited about this if this had been announced like right after maybe season one of Westworld. But now that I've seen what that's become and it's unwatchable, I think the show will be pretty and it will probably have a couple of decent names attached for starring. And I think it's going to be ultimately pretty hollow and not very good and not something I stick with. Yeah. When, that's when, my prediction. When we were texting about this, I, I, the one thing I always hearken back to is video game adaptations, whether movies or TV, have historically been either like super well received by the cult that follows the game, but then everyone else is like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's going to fall into that category where there's there might be some like inside stuff where if you haven't played the game, it's not funny or it's not as intense or you don't understand the mechanic or any of that. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm 50-50 on it. I think he deserves a shot because I think he can make things, like you said, look really cool and feel really cool and feel really real. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, two out of those three seasons of Westworld were pretty trash. Yeah. Um, you guys once gave me a hard time because I said that I was super excited about the prospect of, uh, you know, big 
place like HBO or Amazon or Netflix doing Red Dead Redemption. Did we? Yeah. Well, I, I want that. No, that I, I still great. want that. I think it would be. I don't think we gave you a hard time for you that. You guys were like, no, that'd be dumb. I doubt we'd say that. We would never shit on your takes. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not us. It's not us. So I still want that because I think that they could do that just as well. Um, obviously, you have the. So Last they're going to make us. a Western? Well, they have The Last of Us now. They have um, they have uh, this, um, Fallout. Um, but the I, one we really care about. I think Red Dead would be cool. And, like, you could do the Deadeye um, thing where, like, they had some kind of 360 camera, slow-mo, really violent, like, headshots yeah. of him doing this and taking out tons of people at one time. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'm all about this show. So someone make that. Yeah, make that. And all the only video game adaptation we really should care about is The Last of Us from the team that did Chernobyl. That's the premier video game adaptation apocalyptic show. We only need one. Yeah. That's all but I'm need. excited. Hey, maybe this will be cool. I guarantee you, when we see that first trailer, we're going to be like, holy fuck, this is going to be amazing. We're all so excited. And then it's probably going to be... And through season shitty. one, we're going to be like, this is going to take yeah. over for Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then by season three, we're going to be like, did you guys watch episode two? <laughs> nope. nope. Dude, I quit season two, baby. What are yeah. you talking about? All right. Uh, next up, we... Oh, do we care about that? I... Not yet. Don't... Sure. I don't think I'm going to care. care. It, I want to try, though. I'm going to try. It's too early. I want to like yeah. it. I care. Okay, next up, Curb Your Enthusiasm coming back for season 11. I'm surprised about this. I thought they were done. I thought season 10 was really good. 10 was, they're actually getting better. I, I mean, th- I think it's, I think 10 was, I have, I have probably watched six of the seasons. Okay. And I think of all the seasons, 10 was my favorite. 10 was a season where I laughed out loud, I think the most times I have since like season two or three. Yeah. Like when it was in its initial stages. And just like everything about the Spite store and the bathroom reconfiguration and like everything just made me laugh. You got to have the beans. JB Smoove was involved a lot. <laughs> yes. Which is an absolute must have. He needs to be moving in it forward because he's so funny. When this all dies, maybe he'll get a spinoff show. I think the John Hamm cameo was so funny to me when he was just being. Um, Gosh, what's the guy's name? David. Larry David. Yeah, he was just being Larry David, right. and he was saying all the exact same things, and he was complaining about the the table <laughs> that was off. And like, yeah. Just everything, the table. every yeah. single thing he did, he was like, and then he even stuck the coffee and then dipped the, the nose in the yeah. coffee. Dipped like, the I just had it, just John Hamm being himself, just pretending to be Larry David, was just so funny to me. So I'm excited. I'm happy it's coming back. It's a great mindless TV show that just takes, you know. It's, it's it's perfect. It's exactly what we need in 2020. Yeah, I love it. I do I'm care a lot. I'm all for it. I do care. I'm surprised. I care. All right, next up, uh, An American Pickle. Uh, it's coming to HBO Max. It's by Seth Rogen. What do we know about this, and uh, are you excited at all? There's a trailer. Um, so this immigrant comes to America, falls. He works in a pickle factory. His life sucks. He falls into a vat of pickles and is brined for 100 years. So then he comes back out. And he's like a national story. This man is like, you know, he's a, he's a pickle, but he's alive. And then he meets up with his son, who's also played by Seth Rogen. Or not his son. It's like his great grandson or some shit, right? And then they like live together. And it's kind of, you know, I'm sure the the modern age Seth Rogen is going to learn a lot about life. And it's going to be funny. It looks okay. It's HBO Max. so I don't think I'm going to watch it. Now I think we finally figured out what HBO Max is. They will have content that 
HBO will not have exclusive exclusive content. So I get it now, although it's kind of annoying. Um, but I don't think I'm actually going to end up watching it. So I don't think I care. I stopped caring when you said fell into a vat of pickles, pickles, and then was unjarred. I don't know how, how you uh, extract. I think they shut down the factory, and then he. They can't, I don't know. They're probably renovating it into condos. He didn't need and to they, breathe. The vat is right there, and he comes up. He's like, Rrr. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's going to be bad, but I, even bad, okay, I have to admit this. Even bad things with Seth Rogen are bearable to me. Mm-hmm. He's great. It might not be good, but like, I watched um, someone and Miri, Zach and Miri make a make porno. A porno. Yeah. It wasn't very good, no. but like, at no point was I like, I should turn this off. I was like, this is kind of bad, but I'm gonna stick with it. That's a that was like the that was like the high movie. school one, right? And on like prom night, they were gonna film it in like the basement. Of no, the high they're like losers that are like 35. They live and, together. And they don't, oh, they're, they're just roommates for old friends forever, and they don't like each other at all in a romantic way. But, yeah, but like, they're best friends. But they decide that they can't pay the bills anymore, so that they are gonna make a porno with their friends. Was this Anna Kendrick then? No, it was. Uh, oh. Judd Apatow's wife, I think. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so memorable. American Pickle. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's probably gonna be bad. Yeah. Don't okay. care. Okay. Uh, sticking with Seth Rogen, though. Oh. Okay. A lot of Seth Rogen news, and I will say one thing that I do appreciate about him is that it seems like he's having more fun with his production company than he is with his acting career, mm-hmm. and that he's making just all passion projects things that he liked or would always want to work on. And so he is, uh, they announced that Seth Rogen's production company is partnering with Nickelodeon to make a CGI Ninja Turtle movie. Sweet. I'm jacked about that. I care about this. I care. I like all turtle movies. Most of them are tragically bad and Mm -hmm. I still like them. Yeah. (laughs) Even Turtles in Time? All Turtles movies are cool to me. (laughs) I mean, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they go to the the cabin. The cabin. Oh. Sit around a campfire and Whoa. have, like, uh, and fucking... Work, work on a car. Pay, they the have, bath. like, peyote dreams for, like, three <laughs> Raff, hours real time. <laughs> and kids are supposed to sit there and watch this. Raph is in the bathtub being painted for, like, a long time. Yeah. Like, April's oh, painting God. him in the bathtub because he got thrown through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Raph. Unbearable. Freaking cool movie. Whiny um, ass Except bitch. for the two hour part of the campfire. <laughs> except for most, except for 80% of the runtime. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, I, t- you know, TMN2, Secret of the Ooh is unbelievable. Oh, freaking great. Yeah, so, how yeah. many times did you sing Ninja Rap growing um, up? I just want you guys go to know. Ninja, go Ninja No, no, no. Go. Guys, guys, I don't know if you know about this, but the Ninja Turtles did a concert tour. <laughs> okay. I had the, the VHS. And yes. when I was a little kid, I think I watched the VHS 300 until times. The, until the tape gave out. Yes. It was, I remember it. Pizza power, flying saucer food delight. Pizza power, you mm. know it makes us feel all right. Dude, that was a wow. song. That was a song. They were, they were bedazzled um, jean jackets. So it was pretty gay, too. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's just they chose a they chose bedazzled, a and stuck with it. Bedazzled jean jackets. I think like sleeveless, like cut well, off dude. Ones. That explains Look, on the a stage, lot. Maybe you that's have why to glitter. Raph, you have to shine up there. Hold on. Maybe that's why Raph was so angry. Yeah, he was closeted. <laughs> and it was the nineties. Actually, that really would explain a lot about Raph. It was the early nineties. He's sneaking off, tough in, motherfucker, in costume but... to yes. like go watch a noir film by himself because <laughs> you know the other turtles won't go with him. They just don't. 
think the same way he does. Yeah, he feels he's a different. little bit different. I'm different. Yeah. I freaking love the turtles. Can't wait for this. Thank you, Seth Rogen. Can't wait. I hope it's great. All right. Uh, next up, we've learned about uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, David Ayers teaming up to make a movie called The Tax Collector. What do we know about this? It's like a gangster movie. I mean, that's David Ayers' wheelhouse, right? So he made Training Day. He he wrote Training Day, and then Ryan Fuqua directed Antoine it. Fuqua. Yep. But he made uh, End of Watch. You know, kind of like rugged street cops versus robber stuff. Gritty, realistic, often like real time for whatever reason. Like he likes to do them in like short, like one or two day spans of of time. And he did Fury. Which I couldn't get through. It's but incredible. you loved Fury. Fury's incredible. Fury was awesome. I didn't like it. Great movie. But you can Shia see his Brad affinity Pitt. for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that was a uh, great movie. Joe Burn, John Bernthal, John Man, Bernthal. Hey, their their last stand in Fury. Oh, it's unbelievable. Was if you can make awesome. it there, past like those endless scenes in the talk about the cabin. They had like the French house that they were in forever. I couldn't make it past the French house. But anyways, it's like fifteen minutes. <sighs> Felt like fucking anyway. three hours. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is like Shia LaBeouf as like a, like a gang enforcer. Like he's meta. Like all the gangs have to give him a percentage of their earnings or else he comes down on them and he works for somebody important. And then, of course, there's a huge problem and somebody's trying to take his spot and then they have to go to war. It's like kind of like organized gang violence. And you see that in uh, like the... The departed, like they got to pay their tax right yes. to the mob. It's not, it's not government tax. It's okay. like, hey, if we right, don't, exactly. if you don't want us to, they tax illegal shit too. Well, we want to protect your store, you know. So you sure. got to give us a little out of the register you every month. Have, yeah. yeah, we'll help you out. Um, so that's what this is. Uh, he, Shia LaBeouf, is like really playing a, a like he's leaning in to something because he, he's doing an accent. He has a crazy haircut. He tattooed he his like whole chest. He yeah. said for the for the role. Tattoo, like really tattooed it. That's what he said. Okay. So I like Shia LaBeouf. I want him to be this great actor, but I sometimes think that he is trying too hard. I mean, I watched, you know, Honey American Boy? Honey and then Honey Boy, both different movies with him in it. Um, he's a good actor. He's really good. I want him to be, I want him to get some recognition and, and really nail something. I think ah. when he finds that role where he can go full throttle into it and be yeah. like, I'm a tattoo but on not my make chest. It seem silly. Yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think he think did that. It was in uh, Even Stevens. Oh, so elite. <laughs> he also did he that. He was so good in that. He also did that in the worst. Did um, you have a crush on Ren? I didn't even like the show. Was just, okay. He was so annoying on it. He was um, great. Okay, the other thing that he was great in was uh, the awful, awful, terrible movie from a great book, Holes. Holes is fantastic. Great book, terrible movie. Yeah. Terrible movie. But he was super young then, He was too. so funny. Yeah. Uh, he was also great in the the Crystal Skull, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> wasn't that? Were they? Indies, they were like swinging song. through the trees. Yes, he swung on vines and he oh. went faster than a jeep by oh swinging. Oh my gosh, was that bad? Okay, yeah. so we'll move on. Okay. I I don't care yet, but I think I could. Where is I this think gonna, this movie's probably gonna be pretty bad, so I don't care. Is this a Netflix movie or is this a theater? No, I think it's supposed to be a theater movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna go to um, HBO. Oh. HBO has Mahershala Ali, who has done... He was on uh, um, True, Detective. True Detective Season 3. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's a big deal. He's won a bunch of awards. A great gift for them. He's teaming up with Tom Hanks, who's the executive producer of Unruly, um, the six-part um, series on Jack Johnson. Is that his name? Yeah. Jack Johnson, the famous um, boxer. 
who was like an undefeated boxer, who was pretty much um, not the rich, famous star that he should have been because of the color of his skin. And so it should be really cool. Um, seems like it's kind of a passion project for Tom Hanks mm-hmm. um, and his uh, wanting to get this made. And Mahershala Ali doing a six-part series for HBO is always big it's news. It's a big deal. I want to watch it because I don't know anything about it, right? So like, it'll be I can learn along with it. I it love will be those. a rehash of shit I've already fucking right. seen five times. I just can't wait to see um, HGH'd up Mahershala Ali. I don't think like he needs to be HGH'd up. Like he's Jack in oh. Moonlight. He had his like shirt off. I was like, holy buckets! That yeah, guy's he's, huge. He's really he's big. already huge. Yeah, he's, per- he's like in Blade shape already. He's doing Blade and that back to back. I would perfect. say that that uh, I can't wait for Blade. That for all Which those one movies, are you more excited about this or a stupid ass movie Blade? Blade. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So much more. Also, Mahershala like Ali. Forty-five times more. Yeah, I'm sure he's jacked. I think that every one of those movies, he's in an HGH cycle, and that's why he looks so freaking cool. Um, Where do you get this shit? I was gonna say, who do you know that's got HGH cycles? They're going for all actors and actresses in Hollywood. They don't test for them. They don't test. They don't, they don't test care. Them. They're like, please take I'm, it. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> they give it to them. Studios keep that shit on hand. Um, yeah. So I, I care. I, I think we all care. I about definitely that. care about that. Yeah. All right. Um. One more thing from before we get to some Netflix news. That's uh, Loki and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, two different shows that are going to be on Disney Plus. Um. I believe Tom Hiddleston is going to be in Loki, starring yeah. in that, which is amazing. He has nothing else to do. <laughs> and then uh, Winter Soldier has whoever plays Bucky. I don't know who that is. And, Sebastian Stan. And then uh, was is it Anthony Mackie? The Correct. Falcon? Yep. Um. They're going to be doing their own show. Um. Both of these shows. Um, are set for uh, production in August, which is a little bit delayed. Oh, wow. But still going to be some cool shows. Um, maybe those aren't your favorite characters from the MCU, but I think getting them for whatever 60 bucks a year on Disney is going to feel like a bargain. So hopefully those shows are cool. Um, if we have anything to go by, uh, Mandalorian was really freaking good. Yeah. It was. I'm excited about them. Yeah. So I think those shows are going to be cool. They start production in August. Hopefully they get here soon. We let's need them. I thought they were going to be like fucking coming out in August, but all right, let's get them going. Okay, so other things that are uh, behind on production, um, we're going to do some Netflix news here. But before we dive into that, Netflix announced that they're going to give $200 million um, over some period of time. They haven't really said, or at least I didn't hear, um, $200 million um, to different um, programs uh, in developing black, black communities yep. around the United States. Yep. That's fantastic. Which is 2% of the company's cash. That's a big commitment. It's a big amount of money. That's, That's a, a large huge number. Huge amount of money. So that is great. That's putting your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. That is doing the right things with the power that you have. There's so many corporations who put bottom line before they put human beings. And, um, well, not, and not only that, they don't care about the bottom line. They actively spend money to keep people down mm-hmm. like banks them, sure. that want to charge overdraft Predatory fees and, yeah, yeah, and all, all that stuff things yeah yep, yep exactly um so speaking of good causes netflix also announced that they're going to be doing a colin kaepernick series which he himself will narrate who's making this um her name is ava duvernay she's like kind of this big time black female uh filmmaker she's done a, a few pretty cool things and some things that weren't so good um but she's she's a big name and so I don't know. It's a good get, I think, for Netflix. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that interesting, to be honest with you. I'm not really that oh. excited for the okay. story of it. Okay. Um, I love the NFL. I support Colin Kaepernick. I would 
you know, support him in any way I possibly could. And I will watch the show in support. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't know how exciting of a TV show it's. You know, maybe we just don't know the story because it's all pretty new. And maybe there is a really interesting story behind it. I hope. Well, then you get to hear more about his like charitable works that he's always doing and him donating his money and his time and like what he actually does. Because everyone just thinks like, oh, he's just hanging around waiting for a phone call. And I think he's really doing much more than that. Right. Other than being like tarnished in the public image by Republicans. Yeah. So I care about this because I care about Kaepernick and I hope that the show is really cool. You know what? Maybe it'll show his like military protests. Mm-hmm. and all like his flag stomping and flag burning it's gonna right. it's gonna for sure have right. the guy the the military guy who gave him the idea to kneel it's gonna be a lot about that it's i was be, being sarcastic no i know you were, i okay. know but i'm saying like the whole idea came from a veteran yeah like a respected like marine veteran so oh interesting uh, he's part of the deep state though <laughs> <laughs> um all right next up uh stranger things we were expecting it to come out in the fall season four um, they gave us a teaser months ago yeah. um, over the winter, and they had to stop production because of COVID. Fuck. They're not even going to restart production until September 17th. Oof. So we are probably... Right. Next summer. I would say next spring to summer yeah. at this point, and that's that's on the positive side of it. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. So that sucks. It's a bummer. That's a show we are definitely going to be missing. It was one we were expecting to get in the next few months. Uh, and then finally, um, sticking with Netflix, Ozark season four, the final season of Ozark is announced, Yeah, which is, um, I think, great news. It is. Yep. Uh, we found out it's going to be 14 episode final season broken up into two different segments of seven. So you're going to have like a two part finale. I'm assuming you'll have two release dates as well. Yeah, that'll be there'll be the big gap in between. But yeah, I mean, this is, they're going full Breaking Bad with it. So Breaking Bad was five seasons and ended, I think, with a a 14 episode. I think it was six and six. Was it six and six? Okay, so 12 episode. But basically the same concept. Yeah, Yeah. same idea um, with the gap in between, lets them catch up on production, um, stretches it out, makes it feel like a little bit grander for that last six. Um, This is perfect. This show, uh, one family can only go through so much and it feels a little silly when they sort of conquer something and then they get embroiled in something even crazier. Right. Or, you know, like how low can they go? It just kind of seems like this needs to be one story and not a, a, almost episodic of like, well, that was crazy. Here's a new adventure for them. Like, this is one story front to back. It will feel very epic. And these episodes will take on a new weight for us as we're watching them, knowing that they're coming up to a finale. And yeah. is Marty Bird going to live or die? No. Okay, I asked you. I mean, no. I think yes. yes. I'm going to go with yes. He's going to live or die. Um, If I had to pick Marty or uh, what's the wife's Wendy. name? Wendy. I think Wendy's more likely to die than Marty. Oh, I think Wendy could die. Yeah, I think she's so wild. She's she's all over the place. Either kid. Both kids make it? Both kids make it. Um, Wendy, I think dead for sure. Marty's 50-50. Okay. Uh, great show. Very non-committal. Great show. Yeah, it's, great it's, show. It's, I'm excited, man. This I, is a perfect announcement to just wrap this thing up. I'm so glad. I love these really good shows that we're super into. Um, stopping while people still want more. Exactly. And just having these plans to be like, we're not trying to tell this story forever. We're just trying to tell you a really good story. And it's good news. If you like something from a team that makes a show and the show ends, that means that they're going to go and do something new. And yeah. so it's okay. Instead of getting season five of ozark we'll get something brand new and probably it's gonna be fucking awesome well the last unless thing unless it's that, like a true breaking bad and all yeah. the creators go on and spin off for like 
the female like cartel lawyer now gets her own show uh, or something. You know, well, I don't know. Well, 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 we got we got um, uh, what was the show the the show we just had with Bateman? The oh, Outsider. Outsider. It's trash. You know, I think it's probably Bateman is part of making both of those. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, hopefully it's better than that because he took himself out of that show after about an episode and a half and then the show just went downhill. Yeah. I was like, wow, Bateman's the best part of this show. Every time he's on the screen, I'm captivated. And then they're like, we're going to kill him right away. <laughs> and then they were like left without the only part that I thought was good. Yeah. That was, that was tough. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're going to move on to some hot wrecks. Uh, for the first time in, or I'm sorry, for the first time in a week, yeah, um, we're going to yeah. talk about Dark one more time. <laughs> we've been we've been blowing you guys up with Dark, and hopefully a few of you guys have listened to us. It's been eight whole days, yeah, because we had to record on Saturday, so yeah. it's more right. than a week, yeah, more than a week. So that's why we're talking. So about Dark it Dark dropped um, on Saturday uh, last last week or twenty seventh. The last cycle begins. Yep, the last cycle finally began. Um, this is spoiler free, by the way, because I know that we did get through to people. People have been. Um, sending messages into the podcast saying oh my god i'm on season episode seven of season one thank you this is fucking amazing which is really gratifying oh that feels so good it feels so good that's why we make this podcast literally we just want you guys to watch the best shit like you're wasting your time out there if you're not so we're gonna keep this spoiler free yeah but I'm in four episodes of season one season three season (laughs) season three me too i'm in the same spot as you and it's just wonderful i think that it's um it's a near nearly perfect show to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is so freaking good. The writing is so um, precise. I mm-hmm. mean, they just don't miss a beat. They don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think like most shows and movies that you watch, um, you know, like just think of Game of Thrones. How many times were there just things in Game of Thrones, especially late in it, where they just mess things up? They do things that don't make sense. I guess they, Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. Like, oh, no, yeah. she fucking didn't. You oh. forgot about it. Yeah. Oh, damn. They forgot to take the caribou cup out of this. You know, yeah. like, there's just like, there's just too many times that people make mistakes. And, you know, with how detailed shows are and how many moving pieces there are, I think it's understandable to to, to do that. And these guys just don't, it's a guy and a girl, I believe, for mm-hmm. making it. Yeah. They just don't miss German. a beat. They just, they nail everything. And I'm not going to ever tell anyone that this is the most exciting show because it isn't. There's there's long periods where they're just explaining things it's to you. It's a thinker though. Mm-hmm. There'll be like whole episodes where not there's no action. They're just like we're going to tell you a lot of information. Hopefully you have an hour cuz we're going to tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end and you're like just trying to keep it all straight and then they just set everything in motion. And then like and you may not understand it and then like 3 episodes later like one somebody will say a line and you'll be like, "Oh my god, now I understand everything that I had seen before." I will say this um, I think I'm only two episodes into season three. Okay. I think they are slow playing us and mm-hmm. I think it's going to come to an absolute banger. Yes. Um, of a finale. I want to say, I want to give like an award to like the most improved from the beginning of season one to the end of season two. I won't even count season three. Okay. The actor who plays Jonas, I think has significantly yeah. like just even just from like an acting standpoint, becomes so much more believable. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I love I love Jonas. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, God, I, I love the show. I love the angle that they're coming at. I love how in the first few episodes of season three, they're answering questions from the previous seasons. Just they're checking every box. Like they just they don't leave anything hanging. Like they will cover all their bases every time. 
I, okay, so I'm gonna. This is gonna be. Um, it's. I think it's safe enough to say this. I think it's spoiler free, but I think it it will. If you've watched the show, you'll understand what I'm saying. Okay. okay. So I think that what they do in the show is they spend the first half of the season building the knot. Okay. They build the knot for the first half of the season. Okay. And then crazy stuff happens. And then they build the knot bigger, and then crazy stuff happens. And then they build the knot bigger, and then crazy stuff happens. Okay. And they're just, they're they're showing you, it's all about these family trees. And it's really hard to kind of keep everything together and how everything is connected. I don't and how even know how is. a second cousin works on my family. So, like, it's very <laughs> difficult. So, it is. And so, I you know, I think that some people listen to us and they're like, dude, you guys stop talking about the show. I don't watch subtitles. Then watch it in English. Okay. Yeah. The dubs if, are, are watch very dubs. above average. If, if you don't want like subtitles, then don't watch it in that. That should not be a reason to not watch the show. It is good enough that you just have to. You have to do it. I think this is essential television. I think it's one of the best shows we've had in some time. And if it was not a German show, if this was just an American show with English... It would be the biggest show in the United States. Everyone would be obsessed with the show because it's just so good. So I can't wait to see where these people go next. And I'm halfway through season three. I could have binged the whole thing in two days. And I have been savoring... Each episode, I think it would have been even further if it had actually released at midnight. Yeah, (laughs) not two thirty a.m. I I just, I, I'm trying to savor it. I know it's the last season, three seasons. Um, seems like it's not enough, but I think it's going to be just perfect. It's perfect. It's like you're you're at the, you're at the bottom of your twenty year old scotch. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I'm not going to have one every night. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kind of just let this thing ride it. Exactly. So I, I really think that people should be watching this. Um. Anyone you want to give like props to that sent a message in this week that was watching? Um, yeah, I have a friend of the pod, Amanda from San Fran. She was specifically said like, "Thank you, this is unbelievable. I'm glad I stuck with it." All That's those awesome. things. Tony Bolster, friend of the pod, watched yeah. this season three twice already. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. So yes, people are into it. And it is the kind of show like um, I, I saw one person on Twitter. They said um, Dark is their favorite show on TV, and they said it is. Um, Lost meets Chernobyl meets um, Stranger Things. Yes, perfect. It's a great, accurate description. But, uh, but but the part they're getting from Lost is that elaborate plotting, and they kicked Lost's ass. I oh, mean, it's way better. And, I would and it say was much less... shorter. I know that it's a little easier to do in whatever they're going to end up with, 26 episodes total, but... Um, Damn, it's less, just brilliant, brilliant. Less gruesomely intense than Chernobyl, but like oh, that course. same like bleak, Soviet vibe, bleak vibe of, of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not. You don't get it. It's not a laugh a minute, is there? <laughs> like, not, I don't think I've laughed twice. I don't know if there's a laugh. Yeah, I don't think it's a German show. They I watch the show. There. I never laugh, and I'm just they glued go. to the TV. And it's it's the thing where if I look away, I think, oh my gosh, I'm missing their, them saying something. I have to rewind it. So yeah. Go watch it, guys. You're going to love it. And Barter, you've been just drowning in good television because you have been watching Dark. You got yourself all caught up. You finished season two. You're into season three. Well, so just to touch on that, I was one of the people that was like, I can't do this show. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It is too It is too much. It it was sensory overload. My, my brain doesn't work in those ways. And then I was, you know, it was in German and it was kind of, it was even harder to follow. You guys are the ones that, that kept me going. So if you, if we were going to let if, you rest, if anyone listening to this feels that same way, I've been in your shoes, stick with it. It will pay off in droves. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the next show. Yes. You've been yeah, watching dark. And at the same time, you've been totally into what? 
zero zero zero. Okay. So this is an obscure, weirdly named television show. Yeah. I've, I've never dropped I'd, on Amazon to zero fanfare a year ago, maybe. Zero trailer, zero warning, oh. zero notification. Zero mean, hype. Yeah. Zero like, zero zero. Literally. So <clears throat> this is a cartel story about the like distributors the shippers and the money makers of cocaine coca and it follows different groups of people from the u.s to mexico to italy okay and so like i'm gonna be perfectly honest a third of the show is in italian a third of the show is in Spanish, and a third of the show is in English. There are some subtitles there. There are some subtitles, but you don't even have to turn them on. They just do it for you. Yeah. Because they assume you're watching in English. Yeah. Um, it is dark. It is, at times, brutal. Mm-hmm. But it also feels very real in that you're dealing with some of the worst people on Earth that care only about distributing drugs and making money from it. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely some scenes where you're like, oh my God, that was very hard to watch. Yeah. Episode one. That's one of them. Yes. Um, How many are you in? I finished it. Oh, shit. How many is there? (sighs) Ten? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight episodes, about 50 minutes each. Okay. 45 to 50 minutes each. Um, most of the acting is really good. Like the Italian actors are unbelievable. The I, I don't know if they're Mexican, so I'll just say the Hispanic actors sure. are unbelievably good and believable and terrifying. Yeah, very scary individuals. Um, they, they go from like they're they're in like Madagascar to like the Middle East to like all over because they're like you know they're trying to move shit illegally. Yeah, they're in Senegal. The Senegalese actors are fantastic. Like, all, all of the performances, I think, are very good. Um, even for some of the characters where you feel like they're a little weaker, like Devs, was kind of ruined by a main character who wasn't a strong actress. Yeah. Um, this has some unknowns, and they're all really good. And I think they, they spent their good portion of their budget on, like, really good Hispanic and Italian actors and actresses. And... It's rough. Hollywood is very, it is, oh. uh, you know, Americanized. You want white faces and all those things. And look at a show like Dark, where it's like, yeah, they're. I mean, they're all, almost all white, I guess. But I didn't really mean that. <laughs> I just meant like uh, nationally. It's like there are great actors all over the world. For sure, they haven't done Hollywood stuff, but I mean, they the casting can be amazing and people you've never heard or see, or seen. This show is a eight and a half to nine out of ten for me. Yeah, for like wow. ev- every episode. Um, I was glued. I was captivated. I was scared. I was mortified. I don't ever want to be a part of that world mm. for any reason whatsoever. Um, it's it's a phenomenal show. And they have a very unique way of telling their story. This is, this is the last thing that I'll say, is that they will tell you like 15 minutes of a part of a story, right? And then they'll go back to the beginning of when that started, and then you'll skew into another person's point of view okay. for the same time frame and what happened and then once that ends they bring them both together and then carry on with the story so you find out what one set of people or person was doing and then you find out what another person was doing and then how those two things intertwine later on down in the story and so you're like wait a minute i just fucking watched this what is this like did i hit rewind accidentally no no it's un- it's intentional but then they tell you that it diverges and goes in a different direction it's a really cool way of of, of telling the story i love this show wow 
Cool. All right. I mean, it got critically... People really loved it. I, I watched the first episode, and I didn't get any farther than that, but um, you've sold me, man. When I'm finished with Dark, I'm back on 000. All right. Uh, next up, Better Late Than Never, you watched the award-winning movie 1917. What would you think, Jim? I get why Sam Mendes was so acclaimed for directing this this you know epic war movie. Um, if you're a person that... Even if you've never been in the business, like I haven't, but I've seen a lot of movies and I, I try to pay attention to, oh, how did they get that shot? Or, you know, look at that set. Did they build all that? At what point is it built and what point does it become CG or all those things? I mean, it's just a technical masterpiece. And I was I was just in awe of these long takes and like both, really both seamless. Of the takes. What's that? <laughs> both of the takes. Yeah, right. I mean, really like super long takes and you can pretty much see where they make cuts but like the cuts are done so well with cg that it's not like you know they'll pan around somebody's back and then they'll like that's how they've done these long takes you know trying to make it look like one take but it's a cut um it's just brilliant the acting is amazing the story is is awesome um i don't know why i waited this long i think i was kind of wanted to be in the right mood for it or something and i I was and it was awesome it's a little bit long um but it is really 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 captivating and shocking i mean like you know let's just say an hour in something happens that i would not have predicted in the first 20 minutes as i was watching because i couldn't believe it so it, it the story goes places you wouldn't expect and uh just a technical masterpiece it's an edge of your seat for 90 percent of it Yes. Literally. Yeah. Is and it the only is it time really... you're lulled to complacency? That's when they fucking come back at yeah. you hard. It's just like, okay. Is it really gory? No. Um. I mean, at times yeah. it's a it's a war movie, but it's not like it doesn't. They don't revel in. Did that. you watch both Dunkirk and 1917? It's more like Dunkirk than it is Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Like oh, a lot more yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. I like, think I think that's the new thing with war is like how can war um suffocate you more than how can war gross you out? Yes. That's yeah. Like so yeah like being the first like major big long scene adaptation of of Saving Private Ryan like that he went full on to be like we're gonna show exactly what it's like yeah now your take is exactly right where christopher nolan and now sam mendes have said like let's let's put it a little bit more in a vacuum Mm -hmm. and let's analyze like these smaller pieces like the like the pilot scenes from from dunkirk you're not even like expecting like these major dogfights, but it's just sort of like the nuance of what you had to do to avoid being killed and that's mm-hmm. kind of the take that 1970 takes. Um, and, and it's not necessarily like, we're going to show the gore of war. Yes, there's some, which is kind of essential to telling that kind of a story. Mm-hmm. But they definitely err on the side of like, it's okay if someone blows up and like their leg doesn't come off. In that I just think that, yeah. like, I think that like, um, it's, it's horrifying in the way that like Jaws is horrifying. Like you're more afraid of the fin or the shadow than you are of the actual shark bite. The actual yeah. shark bite yeah. because mm-hmm. the the tension of knowing something bad is coming is scarier than the bad thing happening. Um, that's pretty much all of 1917. Yeah. And like and you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. No. And and honestly, you'll really like it. Like Dunkirk, which I did really like. If you're saying it's like that, I know I will like it a lot. Um, Dunkirk, I, I remember being in the theater feeling like terror when you could hear the plane coming and everyone is just stuck on the beach. And you're like, they're just sitting ducks. They're all going to get killed right now. And the plane engine is louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And there you see the terror on their faces. 
And that was more powerful to me than anyone's guts spilling out of them, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was just, they do such a beautiful job of using your own senses and um, the things you're seeing on the screen to like build that anticipation of something bad happening. I think, I think just given what you just said, you will love 1917. And honestly, Saving Private Ryan is such a masterpiece that they, I think that war movies now, it's like, we don't need to outgore Saving Private Ryan. They already did it perfectly. Let's tell a little different story. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we're doing our Marvel rewatch. And hey. I have to tell you guys, this Marvel rewatch has been so fun for me. I've loved it. It's been really fun. We're coming to the very end. It's been one of the most fun things. I don't even care if our listeners don't like Marvel movies or they don't like this part because it's been really fun going back and watching them all. <laughs> this, I think that defines our whole podcast. This, I don't care if people like it. We like it. Love this it. <laughs> movie, um, Captain Marvel was the first time that I had to like force myself to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Captain Marvel. I didn't like it the first time. And this was not something... I don't want someone to be like, oh, you're sexist. You're not excited about the female superhero. It's too bad. I have been so excited about um, Black Widow coming out. Yeah, well, you're excited we, about Captain Marvel, too. I was really pumped about Captain Marvel. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about both of those movies. We've been doing length. this pod long enough. You, look us up. Jimbo, drafted captain marvel in our superhero draft like yes. that's how excited you were for this movie mm-hmm. yes i did and plus there's she's undeniably super, she's crazy powerful, OP. But yeah. yeah she's uh, OP. The, this movie is not good no it's not good it's hard to watch i'm sorry but the best the best part of this movie is samuel l jackson it is. I mean, her and his dynamic cat. with her, I think, and, is, and is good. But she doesn't add much to it. And the visuals um, of it are cool. She, I think, poor Brie Larson was kind of up against a wall here. So she had to film Endgame, her scenes in Endgame before, before yeah. she filmed this. Did you know that? No. So she didn't really know crazy. what the fuck she was doing at the time. I think they kind of boffed this up. I feel bad for her. I don't blame her. She just doesn't seem to have any charisma at all. I think they. As an as a character in this movie, I disagree. I, I mean, okay, yes, I think on screen, but I think this was how she was told to play Captain Marvel. Yeah, like, very stoic, emotionless. Even though they kept saying it was just such like, like people, a sexist take, they were like, yeah. "Oh, you're too emotional about your past. You can't let it get yeah. a hold of you." And it was like, yeah, but she's playing this like very like put together military like nothing affects me type of person and then yeah. they kept saying like you're too emotional like it was just very conflicting it was weird wasn't i didn't it? i didn't like that and i believe i i think that's a marvel and the director's fault yeah more than brie larson so i do think that this movie if anything should be compared to ant-man and the wasp which came before it because it seemed to me like they had to fit it in here because they're about to head to the eternals and they are heading further into space and they're heading to bigger, more godlike, more powerful heroes mm-hmm. in their next phase. And I think this was your introduction to that. Yeah. And so I felt like it was more essential to telling what they wanted to tell in their next few movies than it was to making a good movie here. Agreed. But that always kind of sucks when you spend your time and your money on something. But they did that with Black Panther and that worked beautifully. Black like, why Panther couldn't was they, Why couldn't they do that with, with Brie Larson and, and Captain So Marvel? So what's the movie um, Iceman and Maverick? What's that called? Um, Top Gun. Top Gun. So to me, it was almost like she was playing a character from like the new Top Gun. The female version of Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. And she was like this like yeah. rebel pilot. And, you know, she would have fit better in that movie with this character yeah. than she did in this one. And so to me, that just didn't hit home with me at all. 
Um, I didn't think the Jula fake out stuff was any good. I didn't like him in it at all. No. Um, didn't like all like the, oh, she's in a blockbuster. Now she's on a, th- she's using a payphone. 90s, 90s uh, alert. I didn't like Dude, it Does that all. do anything for you? How about another 90s reference? Like, no, dude, we, it wasn't even that long ago. No, like, I, I really didn't like it. Um, Dial up internet, crazy. Also, the, like, spoiler alert, at the end, um, you see her powers and they're way too much. Yeah, right. They're turned up too high. Like she's literally um there is nothing that There's can stop no her. There's no tension in the movie at that point. She literally doesn't even have to fight anyone because yeah, like the, it's uh, like, like when Neo realizes in the Matrix that he can do anything. He can fly. And by then you're like at least there it was cool. This was like Okay, so I guess it wasn't a big deal that so, there was all this danger. So this remember, danger. remember like the subway scene or the, the elevator train scene or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, "I found the 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 crawl or the scroll, whatever it was. Yeah. Don't even care." <laughs> and then she just like, oh, "I just punched her in the face." When like five minutes before that, she like blew a hole in like an ATM machine or whatever. I forget what she had. She yeah. blew a hole in. It's like, why didn't you just do that to him? <laughs> just yeah. blow the hole in the dude. Why'd well, you because- punch him? Then, the, then it, you know that would be the. It just dr- didn't make any sense. It, it would like, take all the. Just shoot your shoot your thing out like the sh- the lasers out of the your hand and take them out and then it's done. And plus, like, we've had people complain about, oh, I don't all well, superhero movies. It's just people shooting like power blasts from their hands. That's her powers, like exactly, literally. Like she flies and uh-huh. then she like can turn her. She can just be like a powerful beam of energy and that's just so not fun to watch she's like on fire and stuff i feel like it's just so stupid so it's it's the same problem i have with superman like how can i ever think there's drama in a superman movie when he's fighting someone killed he's fighting someone in like a robot suit and then they're like he can fly the speed of light and i'm like all right so the speed of light can go around the entire well he's technically can't fly it's he's faster than a speeding bullet yeah but like necessarily he can literally like fly around the earth turn back time like yeah he he could do like he can fly so fast that he would never be in hand-to-hand combat he would just fly so fast he could go right through a a, the metal armor a person was wearing right through their chest they couldn't even fight him yeah (laughs) like and that's what she could do too why would i want to watch that it's just too much power i hate it and then you know what i just thought about that the train chase scene yeah not only did she not use her power on the bad guy but when the bridge was coming, she used her power to blow a hole in the top of the train to get back down into the train. Right. To continue running on foot. Yeah, right. <laughs> this movie's not good. Not great. Yeah. This this was their biggest misstep. Um, I we obviously didn't love Ant Man and the Wasp. We didn't like hate it, but like we didn't like it that much. Right. But Ant Man and the Wasp was like a small movie compared to this. This is supposed to be leading them into the next generation exactly. as one of their replacements, which we'll see um, some spots opening up in our next movie that we watch. Um, it was literally the dovetail from the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the the pager. Yeah. Right. I, I, I and, like you your end credit scene of Infinity War, which was a massive movie, is teasing Captain Marvel, and then you get this. Yeah. Kind of a letdown. It was. It was I'll be su- curious to see exactly how I feel about her in Endgame. Because I've only ever watched Endgame one time. So I'm super excited to watch it now. Um spoiler alert, she's hardly in it. Right. She's in it for like a few seconds. Yeah. And they're like, Where and were she's you? She's OP in that too. So. Yeah, too much. So I I thought this was a um I think this was the most disappointing Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Because I, by then we had I mean right away we're excluding Hulk. You know, they come up with, I didn't say it was the worst movie, the most disappointing. disappointing. You're right, we didn't you're right, have you're right. it. Okay, so when Iron Man 2 came out, 
we didn't have any expectations that Marvel movies were good movies. I didn't really realize that Marvel movies were a thing at that point. Right. We were I just, just thought like, they were like... I don't think they did either. Superhero movies, yeah. whatever. Right, exactly. And so by the time they made this, man, it's really it's really hard to make have a misstep at this time. So um, It was a big miss. All right, guys. So next up for us is Avengers Endgame. I'm oh, I, very excited. I'm so excited. Can't wait. We're doing this next week? Yeah, I, okay. I can't wait. This is honestly going to be amazing. What a movie Endgame is. Um, you can find I, the three hours, Jimbo? I can find... I will find the three I hours. I don't know. I don't know if it's better than Infinity War, but the if you just consider them one big movie, um, it's freaking great. This is the second time we're talking about it. I already asked someone to make a meme of this movie, so... There you go. Um, when he says Avengers Assemble... Man, is there? That's one of the most electric moments in movie history. So we're gonna be doing that this week. Check it out with us. I believe it's on Disney Netflix. Plus. Now. I think it's moved over to Disney Plus now. Okay, it's it on is, Disney Plus. It was the it was the end of June is when they were their contract was up or whatever. Okay, okay. so yeah, so check it out on Disney Plus. Um, otherwise, pay the three bucks or you have to to watch it. Watch, watch it with, with us. us yep. Let us know what you guys think about this movie. If you haven't watched these uh, movies, um, and you refuse to go back because you're one of those people who are like, oh, I hate superhero movies, um. Then at least watch the two, um, Infinity War and Endgame, because wow, is that a freaking good two-part close to this. Mm-hmm. So we're coming to the very end. Um, one thing I would ask our listeners this week, um, maybe you can put up a poll. Okay. Um, what is the next series that we're going to start in one, yeah. two, three weeks from now? Um, Harry Potter, is it got to be a choice? Maybe Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, I really hope they don't pick Fast and the Furious. What a no. shitty series that is! <laughs> don't even Please put don't that pick on the Transformers. Poll. I will not put that no, on there. Either. No, um, uh, what other ones are there? Um, probably the Ninja Turtle movies. Sure, no, I, no. I, I, whatever. Just I'll find some. Uh, how about you put like three choices up of like really big time movie series? Yeah, and then you put up like a uh, none of those fill in the blank, and they can like fill in their own. I think okay. I think Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are a good start. Yeah. I would be curious about Lord of the Rings. Oh, Star Wars! I is think another together one. we could kind we of just figure watched it out. a lot of that though recently. Yeah, I think that maybe Star Wars needs to happen like in a few years. Uh, even I if, need I need a little break. Even nine months from now, if we started it, like that would be a better time for us when okay. we had a little distance. But whatever, whatever the people want. If they want Star Wars and they're all passionate about it, and we're going to give the them, people what they want. Give God the people what they want because we always care what the people think. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so end game up next week and then finally we're going to end today with your favorite new segment northeast rates yes all right lots of good ones this week okay? I, don't, I don't even know if people care about our ratings so much as like submitting topics they love submitting topics the it's topics are a, coming a in fast and furious now. every time i put it up we get probably three times more yeah. so uh yeah people are into it i hope that those people come and listen to see if their shit showed up but we're, we give them shout outs if if uh they got a good one so all right so here we go we're going to dive right into this. We got to get moving. I'm We're nervous. starting out with fast food breakfast sandwiches. Oh, so good. I'm going first. I'm going to be the contrarian here. I know you guys love this stuff. I've said this before. I don't understand why the first um, the first meal of the day is the greasiest. Mm. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like the sausage patty or like a bacon, cheese, and egg sandwich. I don't know. The Chris sandwich, I've never had it. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> What dude, an idiot. Dude, dude, honestly, get the I, ham. I no, I I would just rather if they had an option for me to eat like the lunch menu, I would rather have that. So, so bre- I guess breakfast okay, sandwiches are not for me. Um, I know that they're popular. Um, I also am a little creeped out by the price of them. 
Like, why are they so much cheaper than the than the lunch sandwiches? Uh, I'm gonna go with breakfast. <laughs> because they're competitive sandwich. space, they're, dude. They're smaller too. I'm going breakfast sandwiches. Oh, they're always on like a dry biscuit too. Stop. I'm going with a thirty-one. <sighs> breakfast sandwiches are pretty gross. I love breakfast sandwiches in general. I will say food, that fast, fast food. food sandwich breakfast sandwiches are a step down from like a nice you know diner place that will make a killer breakfast sandwich. The Stanley's Brunch Club. Yeah. Oh God. Exactly. That thing's elite. So I will give it a step down, but I'm going to still give it um, a solid 68, a 68 for fast food breakfast sandwiches. Above average, I will enjoy them. Um, you I'd rather favorite? almost switch. Uh, so Wendy's now has breakfast and they have a ham. What? One that's really good. What's on it? And I also like the, I do like the croissant witch from Burger King with the sliced ham. I love ham. Okay. Ham is the best breakfast meat. I'll take it over bacon or sausage. Oh, uh, for sure. Okay, well, those are greasy as hell. That's not how you start. So I agree with the with oh, the sausage God. patty take. I, I I don't understand the the breakfast sausage patty sandwich. It's too salty. It's too gross. And like every once in a while, you get some like gristle in I there. Hate that. Oh yeah, hate Let's get that. out of here. Um, I love a good fast food breakfast sandwich. I mean, <laughs> the Chris sandwich. I can't believe when I ripped fam- that one. You both freaking love them. When oh, my family, that was a huge problem for we us. used to go like you know on road trips, and we would get up at like six o'clock in the morning, like because my dad's like we have to get there by three, and so you know yeah. we're in the van ready to roll. It was always Burger King. It was always a Chris sandwich. It was always bacon, egg, and cheese. Okay, some of those potato rounds, a little orange juice, and it's you were bringing like, you, you right f- back. Felt so good, even though you shouldn't have felt <laughs> yeah. good. Um, I agree with Jimbo's take that like if you go to an actual place that makes like legitimate breakfast and get their breakfast sandwiches, they'll be so much better. I'll go seventy two. Okay. And I think they're Eric, you're you're just very wrong yeah. on this one. A thirty is uh, okay. Tough. If I had to pick my favorite ones though, okay, I'm gonna give you my two favorites. Chick fil A. Oh, I forgot to even mention that. The chicken Chick-fil-A, on the biscuit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, kinda, that's, that's pretty cheating. good. Chick fil A is good, and the other one—it's also a fried chicken breast. That doesn't just because it's on a biscuit doesn't really qualify as breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. The other one that I'm into is uh, the McGriddles. Oh, I kind of like the McGriddles. Gross. Too sweet. Mm, That's what I need. I can't have that. They're like twelve. They're like twelve hundred calories a piece. That's why I don't eat breakfast sandwiches. (laughs) All right, guys. Next up, we have uh, Butterfingers. Oh, Butterfingers. I'll go first. I'll be the Eric. I'll be the contrarian on this one. What? You have to hate Butterfingers just because of your uh, dental issues. <laughs> you're like I can't. You're, you? you're like I can't eat apples because of my crowns. I'm like <laughs> it's not apples, and I I need crowns. That's the problem. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my god. I'm so outed. I can't eat popcorn. Some of That's the what it is. It's shit will break my stuff. It happened. You are fucking on fire. So sorry. You know I love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Butterfingers, uh, one super overrated. Yeah. It's too sweet. It's too chewy. That shit sticks in your teeth. Yeah. For way too long. There's way more of the butter crap in the middle and not enough chocolate. Okay. Butterfingers. Anytime I see them in the kids' Halloween, it's a skipper. Really? For me, um, they're like a 41. Oh, my God. It's mm, really bad. I like Butterfingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my one issue with Butterfingers, why all pre-fractured? Yeah. Have you ever had a not-fractured Butterfinger? And the funny thing is, I think I told you guys this once. One time, I just made a joke on Twitter. I was like, why are all Butterfingers pre-fractured? I was just trying to be funny. Yeah. Nestle tweeted it at me. And wow. was like, we're so sorry. Um, let us make this up to you. What and did I, they send you? 
I just said, guys, I love Butterfingers. I'm not. I don't need anything. <laughs> what? You're an I idiot. Did. I can't believe you turned down a free. Maybe you could eat Butterfingers for life, dude. You guys are eating Butterfingers right now. There'd be a bowl of them on the table. You guys always make fun of me that I complain about things with that. I always complain about things on social media, but I don't. I only do it when they're wrong. They weren't wrong. The Butterfinger was freaking delicious. Yeah. I'm giving a Butterfinger a 79. It's not incredible, but it's a damn good candy bar. Um, the chocolate is the is like one of the best chocolate covers of all oh. candy bars. Okay. And uh, it does it would be even higher cuz the taste is amazing, but literally the fact that I have to pick it out of my teeth yeah. is a problem. So it's not that amazing, um, but I like it 79 Butterfingers. I'm going to give it I was going to give it a um an 85, but because of my dental issues, I'm going to subtract <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to subtract 4 points, it's an 81. All right, uh, next up we're going with uh, waffles. Ooh. People really want to know what we think of food, by the way. I know. It's so weird. It. Like I have to That's like just pick, what people go I have to, to pick not food things because everyone wants to know about food. Yeah, but food is so controversial. Like, I know. If, if you're gonna take a stand on a topic, it's one way or another. Well, opinion. look at what we just did. Like breakfast sandwiches are elite, and Eric's wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So, so remember, the game also is we interpret it how we would. Right? right. We have to interpret how we want to. Yes. So I'm not gonna interpret it the way that I like waffles, which is like cheap ego waffles. Yes. Like I freaking love those, those I are love amazing. Oh, are you gonna give your take yeah he's gonna give his take okay go those ahead. are amazing I, I know what you're gonna say i might they're amazing if, if that's how i interpreted this as ego waffles the cheapest shittiest frozen waffle that you throw in the toaster i would give it a really high score because those things are amazing mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give it i'm gonna interpret it as like a waffle that you would get at like a, a diner like a belgian waffle yeah and those are so fucking dry that you have to like cover them with butter and syrup and whipped cream and like chocolate and sprinkles and yeah. fruit just to fucking bear them. Like they're terrible. Yeah. So uh, French toast beats its ass. Nope. I'm not giving French toast a score because no one asked. But you I'm giving waffles. The, I'm gonna give those waffles uh 44. They need to be a vessel for junk food for me to enjoy it. So I, I do think- feel like you're you're not allowing us to really. Now it's like I know I have to define no, no, it that no, way no, too. No, 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 no. I love egos. You can define it as egos, dude. You take you take hold a couple on, hold egos. On. Yeah, I know what Jimbo's take is. And Ready? you throw some peanut butter on it. Is that what you thought? You're gonna of? say butter first. Yeah, butter, then peanut butter, butter. Get it melted. Okay. Peanut butter. Okay. And then syrup. But as I ripped on the other day in uh, you know hang it or bang it, not the real syrup, the shitty syrup. Shitty syrup. And yeah. you slap that, and I go two. I go two. Bang, and that's like the, I mean. Every bite, I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> Up to my my first bite, my fifteenth bite, my last bite, wow. I want so you to interpret it. You can. I'm going to give it. I'm going to interpret it like that. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and give it a 92. Wow, really, really oh strong gosh. for Eggo. How waffles. often do you do it? Well, I mean, I'll finish my kids' waffles because they like Mac likes the peanut butter. Billy, no. Okay. So I'll finish Mac's waffles. I'll be like, I think you're done. Are you done? Just eat this shit. <laughs> Okay. That's okay. what I do with the chicken nuggets. I don't, I don't, <laughs> you, you look full. I don't think you're going to finish those. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to give me your sweet and sour. You, well, just go turn the TV on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll maybe split the difference here. Okay. Because I think there's another interpretation of waffles that you guys are missing, and that is chicken and waffles, which wow. is an elite, an mm. elite meal. And that is not something that necessarily needs a bunch of junk food. I think the waffles that Eric keeps thinking of, because he's got the silver spoon and he travels all over the country with his dad. Right. Is like the hotel, um, 
what do they call it? Continental breakfast. Oh yeah, where you oh, pour yeah. the you thing the cup, in there, the pre-measured cup thing. You get the ladle, oh, you dump it in there, and those, those things are, suck. Yeah, just but terrible. I think if you, I think if you went to an actual diner that made like really legitimately good, like if we had a Waffle House even, mm-hmm. and you had one of those, you could probably get away with just butter and syrup, and you'd be like, this is actually like fluffy, delicate, delicious, mm-hmm. delicate. Because I've had some of those, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go first of all, Eggo waffles are unbelievably good and wow. versatile wow unbelievably good unchanged and versatile. for 40 years and they don't Perfection. need to be and it doesn't even have to be it doesn't have to be ego and you they can could, even they get the market sur- pantry like they all are they could all survive fine. how so many down. how many decades could it survive in the freezer i don't know uh, i don't know <laughs> longer than me um and so I'll just, I'll kind of combine those together. I think if you get a really good waffle that's not a continental breakfast one or an Eggo waffle, it's going to be delicious. I'm going to go like 82. Wow. Okay. Strong for waffles. Yeah. Um, next up, Patrick Swayze. I'm going to struggle with this. Like, I don't even know when Patrick Swayze like made movies. What? Rude I know him from, I, I know him from like um, Dirty Dancing. Ghost. Yeah. Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze is a big star. Patrick Swayze had versatility. He could dance. He was he could do the romantic thing, but he could do the tough guy thing too. I mean, he's you know, like was he Chris Hemsworth? Um, I don't think no, he had the comedic no. chops. Like I don't think. But then okay. again, they didn't realize back then that you could just add humor to almost any movie and make it a lot better. Yeah. So like Roadhouse wasn't very funny. One of the lines from Roadhouse is "Pain don't hurt." So uh, it's not a great movie. Ooh. But um, I I will give Patrick Swayze. Especially because he's dead, he's gonna get ten points for being dead. Okay, so I'm gonna give him a the, po- the posthumous 70, uh, a seventy-one. He okay. doesn't have a lot of great movies. He's really good looking. He's very good looking. Good looking. Cool good hair. hair. Great hair. Great hair. He has one of the greatest, and not necessarily because of him, greatest SNL skits of all time. Oh yeah, oh, the Chippendales. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That makes me like him more. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good. Glad skit. you brought that. Well, up. he didn't have to make fun of himself because Chris Farley did it for the both of them. Oh, you know? it's still great though, and his expressions in it are great. Yeah. He's I'm, got the timeless um, lifting up of the girl in uh, Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Yeah. That's like a iconic. Moment. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen it through, and I've I just never will. Okay. Um, I. I'm older than you guys, and I even never really watched that many of his movies. <laughs> right. I tried to like. Blur Vision watch Roadhouse just to see like a nipple or two, you know, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> like a Swayze nipple or what kind of nipple? No, because you'll always get some Swayze nips. Yeah. Oh. I don't think he's done a movie that he's kept a shirt on the whole time. Why would, would you? Why would yeah. you? If no. you looked like him in the 90s, you no. never would have had your shirt on. Yeah. You're like, he might well, be really the Chris Hemsworth, like, actually. My writer. Yeah, yeah, but Chris is like, I only need to take my shirt off once. Yeah, Swayze yeah. was like, I'm going to be shirtless for most fight, of the time. For every shower, for every I'm, love scene. I'm definitely going to take a bath. He goes to the doctor's office and takes his shirt off. Definitely going to take a bath in a lake at yes, some point. always. Got to rinse off. That was more. That was a thing more in the past. So I'll, you know, I, <laughs> I think, yeah. You're I think you're right, Jimbo. I think he gets 10 posthumous points for, for being dead. Let's go 65. Okay. I don't know enough about Patrick Swayze to give him a great score. I'm giving him a 57. It's still positive. More positive than negative. I but I just not don't, really an yeah. opinion. Yeah, fair enough. I loved Ghost when I was little. All right, next up, Famous Dave's. <laughs> but you loved Whoopi. Famous Whoopi. Dave's. Famous Dave's the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. So I had this food catered at my wedding. Yeah. Okay. And it was elite. It was 10 out of 10. Like, the price was perfect. The food was perfect. Everyone seemed to love it. I don't really... Everyone that talked to me was like, dude, I've never had Famous Dave's at a wedding before. This is fantastic. 
Um, since then though, they have like shifted like their corporate model and now they're like making like flatbreads and tacos and the, the, the things yeah, of they, sauces, chilies now. the things of sauces are no longer on the table. You have to ask for them and they bring you like a ramekin of sauce. What? It's ridiculous. This is upsetting to me. I was going to give them a good score. So Sonny and I made this thing where we were like, okay, so since we had Famous Dave's ca- catered on our wedding at some time around our anniversary, let's go back into Famous Dave's have a meal as like a, you know, just a remembrance of, of the day we got married kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we did it the first year. Great. Fantastic. We went to the one in Uptown, which is like the big one where they have all like the blues music and all that stuff. The next year we went and it was this new model and they're like, mm. and the new menu was like smaller portions. And then there's like flatbreads. There's like a, a barbecue pork flatbread or barbecue brisket tacos, mm-hmm. which normally if I was at like some random restaurant, I'd be like, okay, I might try a brisket That's, taco. Sure. But like at Famous Dave's, I like I want the three meat sampler, right? Like you know what I mean with the cornbread and the whole thing. And then the, I was like, "Where are all the sauces?" And the the waitress was like, "Oh, well, what kind would you like?" I was like, uh, "The six all bottles." Of them? <laughs> yeah. Like I want six bottles. I want to try my... them all on little different. And so then you know. we never went back again because it was like the prices were higher, the portions were smaller, you didn't get as much sauce. Um, so on my wedding day, it was like a ninety, and then now it's like a forty. Okay. So, Ooh, that's a, like, currently, how the mighty have fallen. Currently, famous Dave's for me is a rotten. Wow. So it's a forty. I'm gonna give it a forty. Okay. I'm gonna give it a sixty. It's generally fine. I like food, and it's not bad food. It just doesn't do that much for me. Um, it's kind of like barbecue is just good, and it is barbecue. Yeah. But that's all about I can say. Like, it is barbecue. My score is bitterness based too. It like is that which they, I, that they I, you that need they to bring that in. Pull that rug out from underneath us. Who. Um, I don't know if I've ever been there without the sauces, so I'm going to interpret it as just my memory of eating there, actually. Okay. Um, I'm going to give Famous Dave's uh, a 60. I'm going to give it a 60. I think it's pretty good. I would never be upset to eat it ever. Um, I don't know if I would go there on my own, but if someone had it, I would eat it for sure. So Famous okay. Dave's, I'm going 60. That's, 60. A good, that's a good take. All right, next up, uh, Bed, Bath, and Beyond. <laughs> okay let me form an opinion on something i never actually no of course i have an opinion okay bed bath and beyond Um, my favorite part of bed bath and beyond is um leaving is old school okay Mm. right frank the tank oh yeah yeah he's like come on you're gonna do one and he's like ah have a big day ahead like what are you gonna do we might go to bed bath and beyond i don't know what no i think (laughs) he said we might go to home depot home depot maybe bed bath and beyond if we have i don't know if we'll have enough time i don't know if we'll have enough time time. i'll do one he's gonna do they were like they stood there like that was the best part of the shot was the guys that were like standing there like what like i have you were just speaking klingon like i had no idea what you said that's my favorite part about bed bath and beyond i don't recall going there since i was pretty young um i wouldn't go there um I don't know how it's still in business. Like, why wouldn't I go to Amazon or Target to do the same thing? Yeah. I'm giving Bed Bath & Beyond a 22. I'm going to give it um, a 30. Now, it might have been a 35, but I'm going to subtract five points because you know how, like, you go to the towel section and you look up and there's, like, endless towels all the way up. You're like, wow, somebody folded all those towels. That's, like, two towels that they, like, stuff into this foam uh, mold and it makes it look like a bunch of folded towels. And that magic... Once I realized what that was, five points. The balloon deflated for you. Yeah, yeah majorly. Yeah. That's that's bullshit. Um, so yeah, t- for me, it's a thirty. So I said thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't want to go there. They have too that's much. A waste of my they time. have too much stuff cramped into what seems like a large space, 
but it's not. It's really small. Very narrow aisles. You can't get carts through there. There's always someone in the way. There's too much crap to sift through. So many Karens. It, it's almost like when you, it's like the Cheesecake Factory of home goods Ooh. where there's too much stuff on the menu. And it's hard to decide, like, what's actually good here? Like, what's actually a good deal versus what's garbage? Right. And most of it's probably garbage, and that's what they're trying to sell you because that's the highest That's where they make their money, yeah. And so Bed Bath & Beyond is a huge skip. Eric's exactly right. Um, I'd look up stuff on Target, Amazon, like a million other places before I would even consider stepping foot into a Bed Bath & Beyond. The only way I would go into a Bed Bath & Beyond... Actually, I would never go there because if someone... (laughs) If someone was registered, I was going to say, if someone had a, like a registry, I would consider going there to pick up the thing that they wanted, but it'd be like, uh, that's not available in stores. I'm like, well, not going there. Not there. That's You're not getting that for, you know, your wedding. I thought wedding. you were going to say, fuck these people for daring to register at Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm not going to their wedding. I'm I'm splitting there between you guys. Stand. It's a 26. Wow. All right. Uh, next up, avocado toast. I'll go first. That's nice. Uh, I love avocados. Yeah. Avocados are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love avocado toast. Mm-hmm. I think it's a underrated snack or, I mean, a lot of people eat it for breakfast because they think it like gets your metabolism going, like whatever. Um, I think it's elite. Um, I would put avocados on just about anything that I possibly could. So I'll just say avocados are a little bit expensive. I'll go avocado toast is like an 82. Wow. You got me That's fired really up. High. I think my score went up just because of how you said that. That was yeah. perfect. I love avocado toast for breakfast. Um, I don't eat it very often. Do you make it in your no. home? No, no. But no. like, I I wish avocados. It's impossible to work with them in the home. If you go to a place what? though, and oh, they- they're either too hard or they're now they're rotten, and then they're <laughs> you open it up and you're like, these are perfect, and then it's all brown, and then you leave it out for three seconds <laughs> and it all, turns brown and slimy. That all sounds like user error. If it, if I'm at a nice restaurant, maybe at the Ooh. home I can't work with avocado them. toast at a restaurant. You know, they do like the diced cherry tomatoes. They do oh. some. They do like maybe some kind of uh, balsamic on it, or like or, some flaky salt on the top of there. Flaky yeah. salt. Jesus. Flaky they, salt. They, they do. They do cilantro yes. on it. I freaking love avocado toast. I'm giving it an 84. Perfect. That's, oh that's the correct score. God. Um, that's really high. I think it's overrated. I think people are really... Okay, you guys are like Instagram models right now or something. Like Instagram foodies. It, it, it looks very pretty. Doesn't it look a little prettier than it actually is? Wrong. I, let me guess. Mm-hmm. Microgreens. No. Microgreens. Dude, you could literally... Edible flowers sprinkled on. I'd be pumped if they did that. I just yeah, said... I would too. I just said... <laughs> I said bread, avocados, and flaky salt. I don't know. I mean, the good not, bread is nice. Mm. I, dude, it's a... It's way below Avo- waffles. Avocado toast on a brioche. Whoa. Let's just keep this in mind. I put... Ego waffles at a ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna fall below that, and okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a seventy-one. Okay, so you'd be me. happy if you got it, but it's you're not going. Maybe out of your put way. some smoked salmon on there with oh, it, and then I'm into it. Oh, smoked salmon okay. on there—that's fucking hold really... the capers. Okay, next up, uh, umbrellas. <laughs> fuck it, fuck umbrellas. Okay, an umbrella. I, I is never not have one when I need it. Anyways. Practical, not practical. Like, who carries an umbrella around? Just get a rain jacket. Every time know. I've ever had an umbrella, I'm like really thankful. Like, I'm like, yes, like I am outside prepared but like who plans for that i can count the number of times on one hand that i've used an umbrella in the rain and it's been like yep needed to have sometimes it, you have it. it the wind is pulling it around i think an umbrella is a great idea and it doesn't really work no one ever has one when they need one how many times have you gone in somewhere without an umbrella and then you're like damn it it's raining 
but you would have never brought an umbrella in there no matter what you did. You just got to right. run through the rain. You're fine. I'm going umbrellas. I mean, I don't hate them. I'm going to give an umbrella 47. I have traveled to London and Seattle and not brought an umbrella and just a <laughs> rain jacket and everything was fine. Like, yeah. So like two of the rainiest places on earth, it was unnecessary. Okay. Like Eric said, there might be one day out of the year where you're like, okay, I'm kind of glad I had the umbrella. But at the same time, like, would you even a, carry an umbrella around? No, but all like, the time? like, I mean, it's uh, just impractical. Like, you know, sometimes uh, Sonny will pull up with the kids uh, to the house, and it's like absolutely downpouring. So I'll walk out there with an umbrella to help get the kiddos out of the car and into the house. Right. So for those eight seconds, we didn't get drenched. But if you got drenched, um, you're coming inside. You can just put on different clothes that are dry, and yeah. it's not that big of a deal. So umbrellas I don't know are. That uh, I own an umbrella. Um, I'm going to give an umbrella a 22. 30. Wow. We don't like umbrellas. As a, it's, it's as a pretty I'd... useless tool. I mean, like, I get the idea of an umbrella, but you never have them when you need them anyways. What are you going to carry it around all the time? It would be like having, it's like having a tool for like one specific plumbing job. Like, it is very useful for that time that you need it, but the other 974 days that I didn't need it, it's not that useful. Yeah. So it's like a 30. It's fine. Okay. All right. Um, slip and slides. Sweet. I mean, I would love to give this a great score, um, but I think a slip and slide um, is the ultimate thing that shows you that you're old because a kid going on a slip and slide, it's like you have a layer of grease on you or something. You skid off that thing. It could be a fucking tarp. That's mm-hmm. not a real slip and slide, and you are going to be just fine. You got a little, little water on there. A little dawn and a little water, and you're ready to roll. You're gone. Yeah. You're flipping through there. It's, you, you, nothing's going to happen to you. I think if I did a slip and slide now, I would skin up my whole body, and I don't think it's nearly as fun. Now, that's not saying I wouldn't want someone to set one up for me. I would. You want to try it? I would like to try it, but I know that I would come out injured and uh, scraped up, and I think that makes it a little less fun. Uh, slip and slide, if I was rating it as a child, would be like a high 90s. Um, now I have favorable opinions on it. Um, I'm going to give it a 63. Okay. I did a, a slip and slide, uh, last year on 4th of July, actually. And it was all the way down this big hill to the lake. It was pretty fucking awesome. I did it a bunch of times. I did twist my ankle a little bit, but I walked it <laughs> off and within three hours. I had forgotten that I had no done. scrapes. So, how was your, no ta- scrapes. how was your tailbone? Uh, tailbone was fine. It was a pretty well taken care of yard. I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it a 73. Okay. okay. Pretty favorable. See, I think... On the old So here's the thing. I think you'd have a different opinion if it was done in your yard. Oh, it probably fucks up the yard. Oh, for sure. And then you're like, oh, God, that grass is... Jimbo's probably... You'd be like, I literally spent four years trying to grow this grass, and you guys just fucked it up in an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's that's fair. I agree with Eric's take. Like, as a kid, like, the slip and slide was all that you dreamed of it was like when someone had one and like dude come over to my house i got a slip and slide for my birthday i did like the michael jordan like the pants were ripped off and like the (laughs) suit the trunks were on and i was already on my bike like on my (laughs) way over um but now i definitely don't i I would probably do one like in this in the scenario that you described someone else set it up the kids are going someone's yard down with them you go down by yourself it's not my water bill like yeah, all exactly. of those things, like yes. <laughs> all those things come into into play. I'm probably going to go down the slip inside and have a great time. Yeah. Um, but if someone, if my kids were like, "Let's do it in the backyard," I'd be like, "No, that's ridiculous. No. You're going to wreck the yard. I'm going to have to replant the grass." But um, as a kid, I'm going to I'm going to p- 
picture it in my head as a child. And despite the amount of grass clippings that you got all over your body. Crazy. Uh, it's a 90. Wow, that's a high score. Just as a kid. That's, I'm only, as a 10-year-old, it's a 90. Okay. That's who that's for anyway, yeah, so right. there you go. Finally, last one, frozen pizza. Mm. All right, so frozen pizza. I'm going to go first on this one. I love pizza, and anyone who says they don't love pizza is a liar. Um, if you order pizza from any pizza place, um, it's freaking great. Um, any delivery pizza service is incredible. Any high-end pizza restaurant is amazing. Um, pizza is one of the finest foods that's ever been crafted. Um, frozen pizza, everyone pretends they love frozen pizza, but most frozen pizza is bad. True. It's freaking gross. The cheese is that white cheese um, that white. you get like un- unmelted like chunks of it. Or like thicker pieces that like didn't cook properly. Um, the toppings are always pretty bad. Um, it always seems like it's been frozen for an eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and most frozen pizza is only good if you're like drunk or something. Um, I think frozen pizza is one of the most overrated foods Ooh, wow. on earth. Wow. Now, now that's not saying that I wouldn't like eat a frozen pizza. You make a lot of frozen pizza. Um, I think frozen pizza <laughs> is like a fifty-four. Um, and I think like I ask me about delivery pizza sometime. Well, fellas. we can't. Don't you can't. It. I'm not going to do it. But someone can ask. Da, 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 delivery pizza is going to be a different story. Yes. Frozen pizza is above average, um, but most of it's not that good. I was about to just say it's 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 better than uh, you know most things. I guess it's above average, yeah. but not by much. No. Uh, don't enjoy most. I, in fact, I've spent time searching and trying to find different options. Most of them are pretty much the same. Uh, I will give it a 62. 62. Okay. I'm going to go higher than you guys. Mm -hmm. So I will say there are some brands that suck. Like I will never buy a Red Baron pizza. Yeah. I will never buy. I'm I'm really. You like DiGiorno though. I used to love Jack's back in the day. It's not very good anymore. Um, But there are like, dude, you just had a Heggie's for the first time. In a long time, or maybe yeah, ever, right. and it's pretty elite. It was like, good. Heggie's is fantastic. You know, I can't rate it, but it was good. It was above that sixty or whatever. I think there are there are some frozen pizzas I would rather have than Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's kind of blows. Though. I don't like Papa John's, um, <laughs> but like I think Eric's take is relevant because, especially I think here in Minnesota, our pizza, our, our delivery or takeout pizza market, we've been pretty spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like. Even if you don't like Pizza Luce, there's lots of people that do, and they have some elite pies. Even if you don't like Young Joni, I don't know how you couldn't like that, but you know what I mean? Like the Red Savoy, there's tons of like great Carbonis. There's lots of like these established pizza places that have like really good followings. And so then when you have that in your memory and then you heat up a frozen pizza in your oven, it's never going to live up to that. So I agree with you. I'm going to go 71. Yeah, um, okay. I think that the the worst part about frozen pizza is my favorite frozen pizza might be um, Tatino's. Those little like rat yeah. meat, Dude, like the, dollar the, pizzas. The Mexican, the, par- the, the party Mexican pizza. one is unbelievable. Ooh, those are freaking great. They're like on a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, trash. Uh, uh, trash person, um, but the pizza reviews by Dave Portnoy from Barstool are very famous, right? Sure. He does the one bite everyone knows the rules. He had a reviews. he had a nice moment, yes. And he has been he he during the quarantine did a frozen pizza review where like sixty something. Yeah, like all these people sent him these frozen pizzas, and he would just rip a lot of the national ones. And the one thing I will say, the future of frozen pizza was discovered during this. It is restaurants 
doing frozen pizzas in a in a air sealed like um like what is it called like vacuum sealed, vacuum yeah. sealed bag like they cook it and then they instantly seal it cooked hot in this like vacuum sealed bag and then you just reheat the already cooked pizza he thought every one of those were like incredible and all of the just frozen ones that have never been cooked were like trash interesting so there you go that's the future of frozen pizza then, i think then we may have a different take in 10 years yeah all right guys can we just real quick since yeah. we're wrapping up if you had to have one frozen pizza okay. what would you pick um i don't know a lot of brands mm. i'm gonna go with Tatino's. i i wow. i could eat it in a minute um they literally you literally picked the worst one no Tatino's party pizza it's like a dollar 25 i think i like got through high school on those yes yeah, i have eaten the most tombstone pizzas and I know you're making a crazy oh. face, and but then I've gotten Tombstone in the last couple of years, and it was like the crust was so weird. I, it was like not made of food. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was such a weird consistency. Tombstone's and bad, totally flavorless. Crust. Tombstone and Red Baron are terrible. Yeah, but I really like the supreme toppings that they have. Mm. The toppings on the Tombstones are good. I, I guess Tombstone. I, I but don't you don't know. like DiGiorno. No, no. DiGiorno Why? is Ick. gross. Ugh. They add weird flavors to try to make it not frozen oh pizza, my God. and it's worse. DiGiorno than is pizzas. unbelievably good. Oh, I would pick. I wouldn't even have a free DiGiorno. a DiGiorno Supreme over any pizza, any frozen pizza. And the crazy thing is, you could get nine party pizzas for the same price. <laughs> They're like five bucks. <laughs> the at rat meat party pizza. Give me Great. that. No, that's not selling anybody. <laughs> All right, guys, that is all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. We'll be back with a sports cast later this week. Until then, thank you guys for listening to the hottest podcast in uh, Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah.